And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man, America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome everybody that's in the chat that will be in the chat. I want to thank everybody that's been downloading the episodes. I want to thank everybody for the great comments and the great ratings we've been getting on iTunes and pretty much all over and the comments we get on YouTube. It's very kind and it's greatly appreciated. Remember, everybody get up to minute reports on the show, benstein.substack.com. We're joined tonight from managing editor of American Greatness, Ben Burgess Boychuk. Pleasure as always, Jonah. Did you? Ben, everybody, good to see you. Judah, you mean? Judah, not Jonah. Yeah, I didn't. Jonah's I didn't, swallowed by the whale. Yeah, yeah thank, thanks. <laughs> I, how many times have I rebaptized you now? I think about 14 on this yeah. show. I will. God bless you. We love you anyway. Yes, you're still, you're, you'll, you'll still be back. And of yeah, course, from 93.1 WIBC, the president of Conservative Talk Radio, bam, Bobby Kendall. Bam. Welcome. Judah, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be with you. <laughs> ben, I make mistakes all the time. I have a whole bunch of nurses here because I hurt my knee so badly and I call them all by different names all the time. And you know what? I make them very, very good, a super good prime salmon fillet and prime steak, T-bone steak or, 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 or ribeye, and they're perfectly happy. And that's that's a hint for you, Ben Boychuk. That's it's the way to get back. I need, it's possible yeah. I need more fish oil in my diet. No, yes. no, no. You have to send Judah. Yes, but of course, the show would be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, provocateur, saint, center, lover, father, grandfather, mathematician, statistician, mathematician, economist, but most importantly, doctor. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And you are catching me just as I am doing something that has never been done before. I am taking a snake that communicated to its keeper that it wanted to be changed into a leopard. And I have just finished that operation. We're not, and but tonight's doctorate, Ben. That was a ben, hell of an ten- operation. ben Stein, tonight's doctorate is going to be more in the psychological department. Um, and with that, I go to Ben Boychuk for the first story of the night. So um, I, I think everybody on this program is familiar with the events of January 6th. President what Biden, happened? Well, it <laughs> seems there was, some, there was some untidiness at the Capitol building, something to do with the election. I don't know. But uh, apparently it got a lot of people exercised. And so President Biden today had a few words to say about it. He said... Quote, it wasn't dissent. It was insurrection. It was riot and mayhem. It was radical and chaotic. It was unconstitutional. And maybe most important, it was fundamentally un-American. And that's what he said at the White House today to a gaggle of reporters. So Ben Stein, he was either referring to his brain or his uh, or his own party. But um... well, I mean, it, let's let's call a spade a spade. It was an incredibly stupid thing that the demonstrators did, just unbelievably stupid. Uh, but unconstitutional? I don't think so. I think we have the right to dissent. Uh, I, as I've said many times, and we've all seen on TV, the Capitol Police were opening the doors and ushering people in. There was no mayhem. There was no destruction of priceless uh, statuary, statuary and priceless paintings. 
uh, there were people behaved very, very well. They just sort of lounged around like they were fraternity boys doing a prank or fraternity girls doing a prank, fraternity girls doing a prank. I, there was never any danger they were going to seize the government. What is Biden talking about? This It's scary. Well, how about this? understand so badly. How about this, Ben Stein? How about this? I mean, there's been a lot of, of, of loose talk, uh, certainly among people who have testified before the January 6th commission that, that Nancy Pelosi convened last week. And there's been a lot of loose talk among commentators in the media saying these things. The people who did that were traitors. The people well, who- Well, how could they have been traitors? Wait, oh, wait, hold wait. on, let me, let me get to it, because I think you'll like this. The, the people who, were, they, who did that were traitors. They were insurrectionists. They committed sedition. They, they are terrorists. Well, we have statutes on the federal law books for each and every one of those things, for terrorism, for insurrection, for sedition, for all of that stuff. Not a single person who has been arrested and jailed sometimes for months has been charged with- Sometimes in solitary, crimes. sometimes in solitary. Many of them in solitary confinement. Not a single one has been charged with treason. Not a single one has been charged with insurrection. Not a single one has been charged with sedition. And yet- So this is just terrorism by the government. That's what we're, and that's what we're really afraid of. It, it's it's, well, it's psychological right. warfare, by the it, way. That's and, right. And, and that's why I wanted to get into the psychology of this, Ben. Because I don't just believe this is this is a this is their long this is the a, their long the long game for for them right now. They're still scared to death of Trump. They're still scared to death of the Trump movement, and this is their way of thinking that they're putting their foot on the throat of the Trump supporter. And be, and I wanted to get into the psychological from you and then to Rob because we've discussed this. I was thinking today about Nixon. And it's amazing. And but it's still amazing that they're making a movie today still about how evil he was, or a TV show about how evil he was 40 some odd years later. Like, 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 what is this? And Trump will be the same, Ben. And it's this, please go for it. Well, Hollywood is full of angry, confused, incredibly ignorant people. And I'm afraid that uh, some of these people are hard at work on this movie. Uh, probably not that hard at work because if they were hard at work on it, they would realize that Nixon never did anything wrong or, or illegal. But let's back up to what Ben is talking about. It's very, very important. There is no crime there. There's no there there. Treason is defined in the Constitution, very specifically, aid and comfort to the enemy in time of war. There is no such thing as that going on now. Sedition would be de- trying to to uh, destroy or demolish the government, uh, and there's none of that going on. There was sightseeing, and there was scary sightseeing to people who are tend to be scared and to make capital out of being scared, like uh, what's her name, that crazy woman AOC. But uh, in terms of this being a serious matter of revolution or insurrection, that's just a, a pure fantasy, and it's very scary that the government of the United States is now in the hands of people who run it on the basis of pure fantasy. Rob Kendall. Well, first I want to know, Ben has drank like nine things in the first five minutes of the show. Okay, what I are would like all to of these explain things? to you what they are. May I? Yes, please. All right. This is a special elixir that I get from Atlanta. It's called Diet Coke. <laughs> or as we very, call it, Woke Coke. You, it's very hard to get. Very hard to get. This 
is Tazo Refresh Herbal Tea. It's from the Tazo Company, and it's a delicious peppermint flavored tea. This is paragoric. This is a stomach medicine, which is primarily chaopectin. Uh, it has some other ingredients in it to soothe the intestines. And that's it. And that's that, all. That, that was I, the preferred it, drug in 1757. <laughs> but Rob, right. you know who you know who was addicted to this drug? Only he got it in pure form. He's had this horribly diluted form that I have. The greatest essayist of all time, Samuel Johnson. There you are, uh, but Rob. Let's get back to <laughs> always. Oh, he's great with the train of thought, Rob. So, uh, yeah. So here's the po- the the. the, the Everything you guys have laid out is perfectly correct. No one's been charged with any of these things because they didn't happen. Uh, I believe the only person who died that day was at the hands of the cops, not of right. the rioters or the. And we still don't know why. No, supposedly why? there's five. We we don't know. We only know two. You're going to tell me so, what is it? Uh, no, 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 no. There's only one. Ashley yeah. Babbitt. Was yeah, there. but they say five. So well, yeah. they can go cram yes. it to the left. The le- there was only one. I agree. But, but, but the issue is they have to keep this going, right? Because they have nothing to run on. They have a midterm they have to win and they have nothing to run on. They've done nothing for the American people. They've continued mass inflation, illegal immigrants co- pouring across the border. They haven't finished COVID, which they promised to do. They've been a failure on absolutely everything. So the only option they have left is try to intimidate people to saying, well, we suck, but we're not Trump. Well, no, they can, what they can do is say, we are protecting you from a gang of revolutionists and terrorists. But it's, it's so clearly not true. It's comical. But the sad thing is that so very many of my fellow Americans do not stay aware of developments to realize just how big a lie it is. Brilliantly I, said. I, I have a friend who, whose husband, who passed away not long ago, was my very best friend in the whole world. And she is a ultra leftist. And the other day, I called her just to give her my condolences, as I do quite frequently. And she just was shrieking at me about January 6th as if it were uh, some day of mass executions. It's unbelievable that the lies that these people will tell, just unbelievable. Ben, you, ben, ben Boychick, so you, you, you work for the fabulous uh, paper, American Greatness, and like Ben with Spectator.org, and you... Um, is in, in, I'm just asking, I'll ask this to all of you. Can you recollect a time where conservatives or Republicans ever did? I mean, January 6th, oh my God, this was like, I mean, I'm being honest. Have we ever done anything like that in, in your in recent memory? Have, have had a protest? Any, have we ever done a, anything at all dramatic at all, period. I love the one time that we decide it's all of a sudden, Ben, ben Boychick, it's an insurrection. We had an insurrection for a year and a half by the by the, by populations and, and, uh, uh, of Americans. And we, we have a protest and all of a sudden it's an insurrection. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. In the riots in the American cities last summer, and I think in some other months on either end of the summer, uh, large mobs of criminals, many of them, I'm sorry to say African-Americans, broke into stores, looted stores, set stores on fire, killed people. No hearings about that. Hardly anyone ever been punished about hearings. that. They get bailed. They, they're donations, they right. Ben Boychuk. That's right. They get, they, they get, sorry, they get, that's right. Huge donations. Ben Boychuk. Ben so, Boychuk. 
Yeah, so um, the answer to your question is no, we, we don't tend to do this sort of thing. Um, conservatives are not big on political street theater. Uh, the, the events of January 6th were, um, as, as Ben Stein said earlier, in some ways quite stupid, because if you're going to go, maybe, maybe you want to go all the way if you're going to go. Uh, you don't want to go. You don't even want to consider going all the way. Well, but if you're going to go, then go. But if you're going to, if you're going to half-ass it, then, you know, don't They weren't do even half-assing. Sir, I, I used to work in that Capitol. I, maybe you did too. I know that Capitol building very well. I'm sure you do too. I used to have a very close woman friend, not a girlfriend. I'm happily married to an incredibly wonderful woman, but a woman friend who used to uh, run around there exercising. And uh, she would tell me all the time about how the, the Capitol Police were so friendly, would let anybody in. And God bless them. We like friendly police. Right. Uh, the sorry. idea that these would, people were a, yeah. a, a tough police force overwhelmed by armed gangster demonstrators, that's just nonsense. I would simply put it this way. You know, for for at least 30 years, I've heard leftists pine for revolution. And they don't have the nerve to do anything, really, although they burned some cities to the ground and they'll kill people now and again. And we've got problems in Portland and Seattle and things like that. But by God, it, you know, revolution is a is a right, by the way. We, we founded this country on revolution. You have a right to revolution. You just don't have a right to win. And you don't have a right to violence. You don't have a right to set things on fire. You don't have a right to rob people. You don't have a right to beat people. Well, here's this. Here's this. In, in, in New York City, a very, very great, wonderful city, there are gangs of African-American freedom fighters who walk around neighborhoods that are mixed with blacks and Jews and go up to elderly or even middle-aged Jews and punch them in the face mm. and try to knock them out and that's called the knockout game. Yeah. Are there hearings about that? No. no. It's ha it happens all the time. And, and, Are there hearings clear, about that? Clearly, no. And clearly, Ben, that's clearly self-defense because those yeah. elderly Jews <laughs> were looking at those black kids. We, 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 were, we were slave owners. But, Rob, I want to go to for you as we're running out. But, Rob, um, in a sense, if you, January 6th was nothing more than people looking for an exciting free day pass into the Capitol. I mean, really, it was almost like they were sightseeing just very loudly. Well, I guess I'll was continue. It almost like it. It was. It was. Well, I'll continue to ask the question. If a police officer tells you, come on in, and you come on in, what crime have you committed? I mean, look, I know I, even I, well, in, uh, even in basic traffic control, the police officer doesn't tell you to come on in or or proceed if they don't want you to proceed. It's, right. ter it's terrifying that people have been put in prison for this. It's just breathtakingly awful. Terrible. Wifey and I, every night, big wifey, the world's most wonderful person, and I watch <laughs> Perry Mason. And Perry, we hope, could have gotten these people out of prison, out of prison immediately. Maybe not. We're not in the same world. We're not dealing with Hamilton Berger anymore as the chief prosecutor. We're, we're dealing with somebody much more like Goebbels as the chief prosecutor. Well, but, you know, here's the thing about that, by the way. A lot of these guys who are in that D.C. jail have, have, have got public defenders representing them, which I don't understand. I don't understand how in the hell it is that 
in in this world of a great many uh, legal okay, that you raise. I know where you're going, and it's a brilliant point and I'm a not brilliant just, question. I'm not going to name Wait, anybody. Don't where, I, I, don't I don't know names, where he's but going. I don't understand so. where where the lawyers are. I you know, and I want to say that's right. I knew you were going with that, and I asked Larry Clayman this question because as Larry Clayman being a friend of the show, and Larry Clayman being one of the there's only so many. And, and I asked that question, why are why aren't there more? And because so many lawyers, as you saw, Ben Boychuk, when they went um, during, um, uh, you know, fighting for Trump in the in the court systems, their 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 law firms were threatened. Yes, but yes, you're correct and about they that. Were, and they were they were a family. Their no. children were threatened. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ben Boychuk. There are conservative legal foundations. <laughs> yes, they're legal foundations that have been established as 501c3s, nonprofit organizations that are able to raise money for just this stuff. The biggest I, and problem. I honestly don't, and I don't know where they are. The biggest problem, and I will say this, and this isn't the, because I love Larry Clayman, but Judicial Watch is a joke. Okay, they right. raise and I'm more. not talking about yeah. Larry. I'm just talking no, 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 about No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm, what I'm Larry. saying is a, a, an organization like Judicial Watch isn't really isn't run by a lawyer. Um, it, it, but you ask a great question. Where Ben Stein? Where are these lawyers? Where are the the funds? Where are, where are the, well? Wait a minute. Where are the judges? Where are the judges yeah. who say, "Wait, there's no cause of action here. There's such a thing in law as what's called a demur, which is to say, D E M U R R E R, failure to state a claim for which relief can be granted." So where's the claim that these people are stating? Joe Schmeckel walked through an open door and walked around the Capitol, sat down, looked, put his feet up on the desk, looked around and walked out. Where's the crime? And yet there should be judges who at the first mention of this are throwing out all the cases. They're not. Everybody's afraid. This is the terrifying thing about life in America today. So many people are afraid. There is just, just a climate of fear all over the country. But it is a brilliant question, Ben. But I want to ask Rob a quick question. Rob, um, you obviously have a talk show that's on every day where you talk about the most controversial of issues. And everybody knows that conservative, conservative sites have a very hard time with adverti adverti advertising. Have you encountered any drop in advertisers? I know we grow hair. In, we grow hair. Indie is a big advertiser, yeah, yeah. but have you seen? Um, is it hard? Have you have you had is pushback? Hard. With, Wait a minute. Hmm. Have a question. Yeah. We got the, we got those advertisers too, Ben. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Judah, you're really. I don't know. It's with you. Yes, I. Uh, Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, no, because one, our ratings are outstanding and they continue to go up and our advertising base is extremely loyal. We are the station of record in the city of Indianapolis. Our ratings are great. We, we're a heritage radio station that's been around 80 plus years. So no, but I think in a lot of ways, it's also part of what we do, which is we make conservatism entertaining. You know, we make people laugh. We make people have a good time. We have a bond with our audience just outside. Very of good. Very good. with people about politics. We've had Ben Stein on our show. We've had Judah on our show. People love our guests. And I would love to be back on your show. Yeah, that makes two of us. If you're going to show the picture that I took in Target, risking my life to take a picture of a dog with a muzzle and a face mask and a guy in the Target cart, I should be on.
I should get credit for that story. But on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to thank everybody that's in the chat and remind you, even though you're in the chat, you can still download the episodes wherever um, streaming wherever. is downloadable. I, we beg of you, we ask you, and we thank you for already doing it. Um, we are joined tonight for, from American Greatness, Managing Editor, Ben Burgess Boychuk. I had to be explicit about it tonight because my last Burgess Meredith reference you did not get. Um, I, 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 I just am a little bit slower now. Yeah, uh, I know and the feeling. Well, as I, I said to Rob before the show, he was started to get up and down, and he's the youngest. And I, and he's, he was making a few noises, and I said, "The noises have started." Rob Kendall from ninety three <laughs> WIBC. The noise, bam. bam. WeGrowIndieHair.com. We 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 need the Astros to score three runs. I'm not going to tell you why, but we need three runs from the Astros. Okay, so I have a quick question. Other than Rob's betting habits, I have a I have an interesting thought about all of this, and it goes to Rob's constant love of sports and my love of sports. Um, I would imagine Ben Stein, the majority of sports fans, are conservatives. Um, you could tell by the numbers, especially with the ratings. Um, being down dramatically, drastically and dramatically the way they are is Republicans enjoy sports and go enjoy going to sporting events a little more. And one way of getting out your toxic manhood is by going to sporting events is by you ever notice it's not the people after Super Bowls that start riots and, and looting and, and burning the city down that were at the game. It's people on the streets that didn't go to the game. And um, I, I really think something that is just, Ben, it was just a quick thought. I could be totally out of my mind uh, with that. I, well, I'm, first of all, I'm not a big sports expert. I don't know what the political feelings are. It is. It, I mean, lot, it's it, yeah. sporting events. But uh, when I, I, I let, let's, br- out, let's enlarge the picture somewhat. And just say, there's a gigantic constitutional miscarriage of justice going on. In turn, go back to January 6th. Something horrible is happening there. We are having very violent suppression of free speech and free expression and right to assemble. And it's getting worse and worse. And this is a very scary thing that have suppressed the basic rights in the Constitution and nobody's doing much about it at all. And as you say, where are the conservative judges, conservative lawyers? There are plenty of conservative lawyers. When I go to dinners of the American Spectator, which are always great, great, great dinners, uh, there are always lawyers there. Why? Where are they? Why aren't? Why aren't they? Uh, why aren't they uh, suing? Why aren't they involved in these cases? I mean, it's, this doesn't. These don't even seem like difficult cases. Now, you, you raise a great point, and it goes to my next, uh, what I wanted to talk about next, Ben Boychuk, because I, I, I was at, we were talking through the day, and um, this next story was CNN firing uh, three people that um, decided not to get um, vaccinated. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I asked you, um, where are the unions? <laughs> I don't think they have unions at right. CNN. I, I don't think they do. I know. I mean, there are there are not that many unions in Hollywood. There are unions for us writers. I'm a member of the Writers Guild of America West. There are unions for us actors. I'm a very, very, very happy member of Screen Actors Guild. There are unions for people who do acting on TV. That's uh, American Federation of Television Radio Artists. Uh, they're great too. 
but in, in terms of guys who are just hanging around the sets, I guess they're gaffers unions, uh, lighting people's unions, best boys unions. But um, I, I think on the news side, unions are pretty thin. Ben, 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 what do you get out of being in those unions that you name the writers? Oh, I, I will tell you a hell of a lot. A, a pension, uh, a pension, P -E a pension for what? Oh, dude. Oh, my You're God. You know how schooled. invested he is? You're you know about how to it, get schooled really badly. Yeah. Please. On, no, I, on, on I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Please. You, we, we, a certain amount of our paycheck is taken uh, as we're being paid and put into a fund. And that is true for writing and acting, TV and uh, movies. And uh, it is uh, invested by, we hope, very smart, capable people. And then when we reach a certain age, which I believe, I think it could have been 59 in my case or 60, but I think I waited till the last possible age, which was say either 65 or 68 or something like that. We start getting a pension. Now I would say before the pandemic, it was so, I wouldn't have even noticed it. I would have uh, lit my cigarettes with it. But since the pandemic, uh, when the work in Hollywood is very, very sparse on the ground, I'm very happy to have those checks. Very, very happy. And but I want to get back to something because Ben, you you raised it. I want to get back to this Capital Six thing. Ben, there's one reporter in America who is actually reporting on the story uh, faithfully, Ben Boychik, and that is Julie Kelly. She's yes, getting Julie all. Kelly. And so you ask, where are all the lawyers? The better question is, where are all the Julie Kellys? Well, yep. yeah, that's a that's a very good question because she's really the, one of the few who in the United States who's doing any meaningful coverage. And, and Julie, who has been with us for, uh, at American Greatness for several years now, uh, has cultivated marvelous sources. She's talked to many of the people who have been in uh, the DC jail. She talks to them at the jail. Um, and she had in a really terrific and very powerful and very moving interview that we published last week at American Greatness with Ashley Babbitt's mother. And Ashley Babbitt, of course, was the one and only person who died on January 6th, who was shot and killed by an as yet unnamed Capitol Police officer. But Julie has a story for us that's going to be published in about half an hour uh, for Friday, uh, in which uh, she asked the question, why won't the government release body cam video because it turns oh, out oh oh my god that's such a good question there must be so much of that oh well, my gosh course, that's such a good there, question there is in fact as we we know for a fact that there are more than fourteen thousand hours oh my god of surveillance video generally so that was captured on security cameras wow and, and other sources but we also know now that there is body cam video on the part of certain capital police officers and some of that has been selectively released, but a lot of it, the feds have withheld and the courts in making, in making certain judgments about, about uh, certain defendants have said, well, we don't have this evidence to consider one way or the other. So it's not really something that is judicially admissible or something that we have to take into account. And yet, as she begins this story that, that's going to be appearing very shortly, she refers to Judge Thomas Hogan at the D.C. District Court, who, who in uh, deciding a sentence for uh, a couple who, who decided to take a plea bargain 
for their participation in January 6th referred to testimony before Congress last week at the January 6th commission, which has not been subject to any sort of cross-examination. He simply took it for granted that what was stated under oath before Congress, and people lie before Congress all the time, was true. It's uh, this, I, I cannot tell you how vital it is. I've told you this every show virtually. You must, must, must right now go to your, your computer and buy 1984. It's so, this is exactly what's happening here. A total, no, no, no due process, no meaningful defense. If you're accused by the Ministry of Justice or the Ministry of Truth, or sorry, the Ministry of, of Love, you are guilty and you get punished. And I mean, when I say punished, I mean really punished. This has stopped being a democracy. It's still a great country to live in out here for me in, in Beverly Hills. It's absolutely fantastically great, unbelievably great. But for these people who are trying to exercise their free speech rights, and who were invited in by the Capitol Police, they are being subjected to a kind of horrible Orwellian ordeal. And I would also suggest in a half an hour going to American Greatness, reading Julie Kelly's story and sharing it all around and donating a few shekels to both American Greatness and, of course, AmericanSpectator.org. May I, may I respectfully ask, respectfully, Ben Boychuk, Ben? Yes, sir. How I'm very, very illiterate when it comes to computers. I will send you the story. Okay, thank you. Um, right. uh, Rob Kendall asked a good question, and he asked you a good question about unions. So now, Ben, I wanted to get to this really quickly um, because CNN, this whole idea, remember with the NFL, with players, uh, with the kneeling, obviously everybody remembers that, and being told that, they, that they're allowed to kneel, you know, that they, it's their right to kneel. So now take that in reverse so people that don't want to get vaccinated, it's no longer their right. The company has every right to fire them. Um, and I, I sometimes get confused, Ben uh, Stein, between when, when people say it's a private company, quote, it's a private company, but it's publicly traded. And I get very confused. My point being is if you're, if you're a publicly traded company, you're, you, you, you should have somewhat of a responsibility. No, you, you don't. You, you, you do you have don't. responsibility to your stockholders, but you have no responsibilities under the Constitution. You do not have the You do not have to give your employees the right of free speech, right of due process, or any of those things. You do have that right once you go to trial, and that is incredibly important. And where is it? Where the hell is it? I, we're not seeing it at all. It really is very, very upsetting to see the rights of Americans under the Constitution just tossed away lightly. It's not a joke. It's really serious. I, 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 have a, I have a quest, like yeah, questions for the entire group. I thought under HIPAA, like you couldn't, there were all these things. I thought the same thing. Go for it, though. So, yeah. so, so someone needs to help me because years and years and years, I heard HIPAA this, HIPAA that, blah, 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 blah. But now, apparently, you can not only ask, you can mandate. So what, what is this HIPAA I've heard for all these years? Can you ask someone if they've had the shot? Can you make your employees tell you? Can you make them get it? Where are we on the legal aspect of this? I don't know what, what, even what you're Ryan, talking Ryan, this is why I don't like food on the show. All right, I'm not going to eat any more food. 
So I, I so the answer to your question, uh, Rob Kendall, is that um, that that depends almost entirely on who decides to litigate what. So yes, of course, you're not allowed to ask. You are not allowed to ask about somebody's HIV status, for example. You are not allowed to ask if they've had the flu. But as you know, this is a uh, world historical unprecedented national health emergency. And so the only reason why I think CNN is able to get away with this is that nobody has tried to litigate it yet. It's where and where are the litigators about this? I mean, uh, I, I have been vaccinated. Uh, Judah, my dear friend here, has been vaccinated. I, I, I didn't like being vaccinated, but I was that you are too, Ben Boyce. We right. And we all got sick. And we all got sick. Right, right. We all got right. sick. Where is the right to not have medical treatment, especially medical treatment of a kind which we know makes many people sick? Where is where is that right? Where does it say under the Constitution that the government may, may can order people to get medical treatment and must ask them? and can ask them about, and they do not have the Fifth Amendment right to not answer. Well, we no right. longer this have- actually, This actually gets to the question of, of these vac vaccine passports, right? Because, because as much as, you know, Joe Biden has mused at length, and, and, and in fact, this week, uh, you know, there's been a lot of people who have mused among the federal government saying, Good God, we would love to, to require this. We would love to require every American citizen to get one of these, but they hem and haw and they have to admit that they can't actually do it. But my, but what the interesting thing is like New York City is saying, uh, if you wanna go to an, into a nightclub or if you wanna go to a bar or a restaurant or a Broadway theater, you need to be able to demonstrate that you've, you got to show your vaccine card. In, in Los Angeles, at certain places, it's the same thing. Right. And so, my, and again, that gets back to the HIPAA thing. It's a, yeah, it's a great question. And so right? somebody who's listening to this, and, 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 and we're smart folks too. I mean, you know, the answer to that is, uh, you might as well ask me if I have HIV. Go F yourself. You don't get to know that. It's none of your goddamn business. But if that has to be litigated, then we need to find lawyers who can litigate this. Does Larry work on contingency? That's all he does. <laughs> you, you think you, you, I mean, I mean, I mean, God bless Larry Clayman because the people, yes, he, he represents most people that can't afford legal services. And that's the point of freedomwatchusa.org is that um, he helps, he does, he, he takes on these types of cases. And Ben Stein, he takes on the type of cases that the ACLU is meant for. Well, the, ACLU is, the ACLU is an arm of the Democrat Party and has been for a long time. No, it's, it's, you're, you're extremely right. Um, and we are treading in dangerous times. As you said, everybody should go out and read 1984 if they haven't already. But if you haven't read it, read it just open up your windows and start listening because this is Welcome to 1984 uh, Revisited. Um, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to thank everybody that's in the YouTube chat. 
I want to thank everybody. That's I want to thank Rob for always coming on. Ben Boychik for always coming on. We love He's you, the, Rob. We love you, Ben. And in 25 minutes, people go to amgreatness.com. And um, that's amgreatness.com. That stands for American Greatness. And read Julie Kelly's piece. She's a true patriot. And she's going, I mean, what she's doing, I would say, is really very threatening for herself. So God bless people like Julie Kelly, because that is yeoman, yeoman's work and dangerous work these days. You bet. Um, and welcome back to the world, according to Ben Stein. Um, people want to talk about something very quickly. Um, not very quickly. I think it's very important, Ben, is this rent moratorium. And um, if Ben Boychuk could please read the story if people aren't familiar with this. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but but the, uh, gist, <laughs> the gist of it is, I didn't know we were going to that right now. The, the gist of it is that the Centers for Disease Control, and again, we're, we're talking a fair bit about like sort of fine constitutional points that people seem to have just kind of brushed off. But the Centers for Disease, for disease Control at the behest of, of Joe Biden has extended this uh, uh, eviction moratorium nationwide, essentially telling landlords, any <laughs> landlord, that they are not allowed to evict anybody who has missed certain period months of, of rent. But not only that, the order that the, that the CDC imposed uh, includes really draconian criminal penalties hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and possible jail time if somebody is kicked out, even higher fines and the possibility of jail time if somebody is kicked out and dies. What? So, yeah, and so the question is, by what authority does the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, which has a mandate to control disease, but that's it, by what authority, even with an executive order from, from the ostensible president of the United States, how are they able to say you can't evict anybody? What's yeah. where, where is the controlling see, legal authority? I'm, I want Ben to answer that, but I also, this goes to what Ben always shares. And I was talking with you about this, Ben Boychuk, is that this this implied thing that people that own property are the big bad people in our country that so many people ben stein invest in property like you but some use it for rentals you know that is their retirement plan they they buy a building and they rent out you know they they rent out apartments in that building and i believe the number ben was 7% of them have been paid i could be wrong on that number but it's 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 it, they're getting away with this, Ben, because how 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 bad supposed landlords are. Well, this is again a really really more frightening story, I think, than you realize, Judah, because the basic building block of the free enterprise society and the free society is the ownership of property. Property is the bulwark against uh, government totalitarian control. And if we take away one of the basic rights of ownership of property, namely the right to rent it out and uh, control the rental as we see fit within reason, uh, then we are taking away a very major incident of uh, the building blocks of capitalism and of freedom. And uh, I, I, I understand and really can understand 
giving subsidies to people who have got COVID and who cannot afford to move because they have COVID and they're sick. I, that I do understand. But to say, to, to just suddenly say to landlords that your property is not your property anymore. It's the government's property. It's up to the government to decide what to do with it. That is a very big whack at freedom. Go ahead, Rob. Well, so we've got a guy, he does a weekend show on our radio station and his- 93.1 WIBC? Bam. Yes, perhaps the king. And he, his day job is he is a landlord. He owns buildings and he rents them out. And he's got one guy who refuses to pay his rent and hasn't paid it now probably in close to or over a year. And the number at this point is probably $12,000 that this guy is owed. And, you know, he's made the point. He said, look, the government didn't set out to pay taxes on this place anymore. The government didn't, set, didn't say that I don't have to maintain a clean, healthy living environment anymore. The government didn't say that if the furnace goes out or they had an issue with the plumbing, I don't have to fix it. So this dude is, is you know, basically just freeloading off a guy who's now tens of thousands of dollars out, who's done nothing wrong. How does he pay? How does he provide for his family? How does he pay his bills? It's like the government doesn't give a damn at all about people who have done things the right way. But Ben Boychick, Ben Stein, Ben Boychick's point is it's not even the government. It's the CDC. Well, that is, I mean, it is partly the government. I, I love the point. I mean, you made a very good point, Ben, that I would just simply, you know, bring to a conclusion, which is that it is almost as if the government is nationalizing private property, but they're not saying it, right? I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're essentially saying to you, yes, of course you own these apartment buildings. Of course, of, of course you own your, your commercial properties or whatever they are. And, but we're, you just can't evict these people for the time being, but we're not nationalizing your property. You can do anything you want. You just can't do the thing that you need to do to actually make a profit on your investment. And by the way, just one little thing, and then I'll and I'll let it let it go. Um, I've got a very good friend who's also a friend of the show who who tunes in frequently, though I'm not sure he's watching tonight. Uh, who is a property manager for his parents? And and this is essentially this is essentially what we're talking about. The kind of people we're talking about are sort of are, are middle class investors, people who bought properties. 30 or 40 years ago, who made a very long-term investment, who have been regulated to death, and who are struggling to be able to maintain a business, you know, because of this. And and it's unjust. It's I not, we're not, couldn't and we're not more. talking about, and we're not talking about fabulously wealthy people. And, and, the, and the perverse upshot of it is, if some of these people and some of them will go bankrupt, they're going to get bought out by these large holding companies. They're going to get bought out by BlackRock, that that makes hundreds of millions of you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year just on on rentals, and they're going to get bought out by those guys. And do we really want that to happen? Well, I think, and I would like to again say. When, this is in the Federalist Papers, and this is in the debates about the Constitution, uh, and also uh, debates about the, the Declaration of Independence. Property is incredibly important. Now, the left says property is theft. That is a very basic uh, axiom of extreme leftists, and has been since the time of the French Revolution. 
But we say, no, property is a bulwark of freedom. And it is very scary the way the Biden administration has just ignored that. Ben, what's it cost to rent a room at one of your joints? I don't rent out rooms. What are you talking about? You got to rent the whole place? You, I don't rent out anything. <laughs> I, ha, I have a, few, a, a, a tiny amount of uh, stock in a company that does just, that owns uh, many store warehouses. Yeah, so that's got, actually Kendall. how much you got, Kendall. That's how much he rents. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Rob is like the guy that calls you up on the phone, the telemarker from a stock from a brokerage firm, and is asking you all these different questions to figure out your net worth. <laughs> um, that, that's that's the slippery Rob Kendall. But Ben, I want to get something back, um, and uh, I want to get so. Um, ben Boychuk brought up AIDS in the beginning. The great lie, and always the great lie, was it was it, that it, straight people were getting it, or you know, um, it was it was it was it was it was the great lie. You can never figure out statistics because um, USA Today actually did a really interesting piece on this years ago. Whatever was okay at the time to say, hey, you got it, you got it. Now the reason I bring this up is the narrative is being spewed out there that the unvaccinated are the Trump supporters. That's oh the, that, yeah, that, yeah. that is you the, that, that all over the place. <laughs> that is the narrative. And it's the narrative you hear everywhere. Um, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the Trump reporter. Other than Rob, three out of four of us are vaccinated. <clears throat> but my point being, Ben, is I, I did a, a Google search on by race and vaccination. Now, you they aren't releasing it by state for some reason. They um, it's very hard to find exact statistics on this. But you, as you could imagine, um, the highest people are white people to get it. And the lowest people are the black community. And I can understand but they, that their fear of uh, getting needles and jabs in them and having being tested. But it is it is the great lie, Ben. And there are so many things that are going on now are the great lies. You know, we're now a country that is run on the basis of one great lie after another. And I, I hate to say this, but go back to the beginning, uh, spring of last year, when people were saying just a couple of weeks of flattening the curve and this thing will be over. And now it looks like we're gonna be wearing masks for the rest of all eternity. Oh, especially if uh, Fauci, <laughs> My God, as long as Fauci's alive, people will be wearing masks. But Ben Boychuk, I want to get back to that. You know, everything is anecdotal data. First of all, has any of anecdotal data is a contradiction in terms. But has anybody here ever met? I mean, have you know, when COVID was first coming out, we all knew obviously through the year we've known people that have died. We've known people that have have gotten it. We've known people that have gotten seriously ill as this new variant has come out, Ben Boychuk. Um, do you, have you met anybody that's caught the Delta variant? Have you met anybody? I mean, we keep on hearing about hospitalizations, not deaths. We keep yeah, on. Right. That, yeah, that's right. So not that I'm aware of, although I'm, I'm willing to hold out the possibility that I got it. Cause I went to a concert on Sunday with almost 8,000 people, very few of whom were masked. And so I'll, I'll let you know. And I don't know. About oh, I hope seven you don't or eight have days. It. I hope you don't have it. I pray God. I hope so too. Well, but uh, you know, the, on the other hand, I. But we'll. The other thing that I've I, I've said to friends, we'll find out if the, if the vaccination works. You know, Na was it a? You, did you go to the Nazareth reunion? <laughs> no, no. I went to the Pacific Amphitheater, X, Los Lobos, 
and the blasters and it was awesome I, I, you know what can i say i'm jealous and i'm happy for you that you went to a concert rob you being in touch with a lot of callers are, 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 what are their opinions are, have they been i'm just curious of, of, of data you could collect have they been vaccinated have because i really do believe it's this lie we all know what community has not been vaccinated in our country well i, I think most people have made the look here's what i always say to our audience you make the choice based on what you believe is best for your personal health. I'm certainly not an anti-vaxxer, but if you make the choice, what gets me angry are these people who got the vaccine because they believe, oh, we'll get these liberties. Oh, we'll get these freedoms back. Oh, we'll get a special this. Oh, we'll get a special that. That's, it was never going to happen because it's not about that. And in many ways, the Democrats are wholly invested in shutting down society. So I think the I think our audience, because they're very brilliant people, which is because we have people like Judah and Ben Stein on our on our and, station, and Boychuk and you, is that they uh, they're making the decisions that are best for their health, not doing it based on oh I think they're going to open society faster if more people have the vaccine. And as Ben, you brought up, it was all to flatten the curve. You know, the was, curve. this is going to happen. Just going to take a few weeks or a couple of weeks to do it, and then we'd be all free as birds. And now look at what's going on here. Ben, you've been driving around LA County. Have you noticed the amount of people on the streets wearing masks? I mean, it's. You know what I noticed, which is almost unbelievable, is people in cars with the windows rolled up. On the, and the air conditioning blasting, wearing masks. Yeah, I went to a drive-through last night, and I swear to God, I was on the phone with somebody when this happened, and um, I'm, I'm in line, and I, I am looking in the rearview mirror, Ben, and I see morbidly obese people in the in the, it, which isn't crazy at a drive-through window, um, but um, after one of them ordered, I, they put they put their mask on. And I was thinking to myself, that's the least of your worries. No offense. It should be COVID, diabetes, heart disease, all of these different things. It, it, I, could, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, literally, they were bigger than the car. I don't know how they fit it. It was like a little Toyota. Cr yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. And I was down in San Diego on Wednesday and I was, I was waiting to meet somebody and standing on a street corner. And I saw people in BMWs, people in Audis, solo, with their windows up, with masks on. Unbelievable. Next to, next to the University of California in San Diego. And I'm thinking to myself, these are all ostensibly smart people who ought to know better. Are, do they think they're going to get it from their air conditioning? <laughs> what? Why? It's all window dressing, Ben. I brought this up, Ben Stein. I brought Virtue this up. Shiggling. Virtue shiggling. Virtue shiggling. Right. And, and I brought this up the other day. We know that you can't get it from a cash register. We know you can't get it off shelves. We know you can't get it from products that you touch. We know that at this point. Yet every store still has hand sanitizer galore at the end of their counters. We know at this point it is not. It, you, you're not getting COVID by touching, you know, your Goya bean can. And, and and what's a Goya bean? Goya, it's a big company. Um, they sell beans. They, it's yeah. a big Latin company, big Mex, um, big Mexican food type company. Anyways, okay. It, but either way, Ben, my point being is it's all BS. You know, you can't get it like that, and I don't see an ending in sight. No, there's, there's no end in sight because it's as you as we've all said, 
we're teaching the American people to love being controlled. And or no, I, should, if I shouldn't say love it, they don't love it. Uh, to accept it as the norm that you will be controlled. That is really, really frightening, really scary. I don't <laughs> like it at all. Somebody, somebody wrote in the chat, they said that they've literally seen people pull off their mask and smoke a cigarette. And, 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 and that, that is actually, that, that is brilliantly said. And uh, the last story that I've been, and um, I want to get to this because this is one of those, I swear this is true. Um, I, ben Boycha, can you please read that story? Wait a minute, which one are we? About, well, wait, the, wait, wait. Uh, about the Baylor professor. Oh, this is the best one of the night. And, and I swear this is true. And and I'm glad we saved it for last. So, so there's a, a Baylor University uh, science professor who has published an article in a barely peer-reviewed, but peer-reviewed journal, making the case that it is so dangerous for people like us to criticize the US medical establishment, including Anthony Fauci, that the federal government should consider, among other remedies, extending federal hate crimes legislation. I, I, I've heard about this. I've already heard about this. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. I you know, and, and, and people can argue whatever they want to argue, right? But where are we in this country, Ben Stein, where we find ourselves with people publishing in ostensibly peer-reviewed scientific publications who are oh, well, so you, cavalier about dismissing the First Amendment? With all due respect, sir, I spent a lot of time uh, working with and against uh, peer-reviewed publications when I was doing the working on and publicizing the movie Expelled, questioning whether Darwinian evolution possibly made sense. And that peer reviewed means nothing. It just means a group of buddies slapped each other on the back and said, you're peer reviewed now, pal, go out and do some damage. Uh, peer reviewed means nothing. And uh, where are we in this country? We are at the end of a long, wonderful trip in which we were the greatest country in the world and still are and had freedoms that other people in the world just would have killed for. They're now risking their lives by the thousands every day to get here, get into this country by boat, by foot, in every way they can. And yet there are people in the Congress, people in the universities, people in the media, desperately trying to end this freedom that is the envy of the world. And why are they doing it? Because they are sick motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna use that as a drop on my radio show and play it every day brilliant brilliantly said and by the way ben you you know in the, he might be uh by the way he's supposedly an expert in his field but baylor university is a pretty damn big university and we and 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 this is a guy i hate to say it that's teaching and we have a ton of examples of these types of professors, Ben Stein, that are that 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 have the power for for future generations. And it, it's a, it, it's 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 very very scary. Yeah. It's a very scary. Look, it's scary what's happening right now. Go back to how we began this wonderful episode of this show. 
What's happening right now is a Nazi roundup of people trying to dissent and to express their freedom. If there have been murders, if there have been shootings, if there have been vandalism, if there have been violence, if there have been beatings, arson, I, I would understand. But no, the people who are go, went into the Capitol January 6th shouldn't have done it, absolutely shouldn't have done it. It's not a gigantic crime. The people who committed the crimes all summer long, murder, arson, theft, they are walking around scot-free. Oh, the, you're, you're exactly right. The last thing I wanted to talk about quickly, because it applies to all of us, Gavin Newsom is, is in some deep doo-doo about getting recalled The Ben Boychick. The numbers are pretty, pretty damning. And well, he blames is, he blames it on conservatives and he, he blames it on conservatives. He blames yeah. it on conservatives and Republicans, Republicans in the state of California, by the way, 24 percent of registered voters. But uh, what? some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Republicans in California are a rump party. It's 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 not it's not great, Ben. But but here's here's the good news, possibly. So at despite all of that, Gavin Newsom is up for a recall vote in about a month in California. We get it in the mail. You're going to get it in the mail because of because of COVID. <laughs> and so who knows how it's going to go. I'm I wrote a piece for American Greatness about a week ago about this. My feeling is that uh, he could be recalled, but I'm not going to bet my house on it. What's interesting, though, is that there had been a recall effort against Newsom going on for well over a year. It was only after the COVID restrictions were really in place and he was caught at the French Laundry back in November without a mask. I think you should explain what the French Laundry is. So the French Laundry is this fantastic restaurant owned by Thomas Keller in Napa Valley. Very expensive. Very, very Very expensive. expensive. You're looking at, without wine, you're looking at 325 a head. Wow. And and so it's it's a very famous place, and and Newsom was there hobnobbing with lobbyists from the medical industry, ostensibly for a birthday party, at a at, at a time when restaurants were not allowed to have people seating indoors, they were not allowed to have people seating outdoors without masks on. All of the rules had been waived for him, and he was there with a high-powered group of people. He was caught on camera. He apologized for it. People left, right, and center understood that the guy was very much do as I say, not as I do. And so the fact is the polls for him do not look wonderful, but he could still pull it out. They have, they have one poll, Ben, that is even, and they have one poll that he's down by 10%. Now, Ben Stein, the funniest comment he said was, the biggest threat of this is that it spreads across America. That, that is very funny. It's very funny. Look, okay, okay, two, well, okay. Two things though. One, please God, see Ben, you could have been governor of California. I know. And number two, and we, think of what I could have done with those with hands. All, think I what know. You could have, with those hands. And two, I don't know. Should should we rush to should we rush to judgment on Newsom because he at one point was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle? Uh, I I, I I will rush to judgment about him. Uh, I, just, just the idea that he shut down religious worship without so much as a buy your leave it makes him, to me, just uh, less than dog food. She holds the, the distinction of being his first 
B E A R. You could finish up the last letter so I don't get sued. Um, that and the fact that the man is constitutionally incapable of speaking in anything other than cliches. He is. What do you mean, bar? B E A R. He is. Oh. He is awful. And and I, you know, I I earnestly hope that he's recalled. I'm not, you know. Larry Elder, who's a fantastic he's great. radio talk he show is host. Great. He's the sage, great. The sage from South Central. He's he, really he, good. He's, he's really, really yeah, good. He's he really is. Good. And, and he's the one Republican, apparently, who may have a chance. I, I'm glad you brought him up. I'm going to send him some money over the internet tonight. God bless you. No, he is. He's been Larry Elder has been taking abuse. He's great for he's great. for absolute for he's, for, he's great for yeah, many the, many the, years. The, him and the, I like I suggested. I think if I were him, I would make Leo Tyrell my running my lieutenant governor or whatever. I know you. I would literally the Leo and Larry ticket or Larry and Leo ticket. Yeah, ben Rob Stein for lieutenant governor. I'm calling it right now. Okay, and before I forget, because a friend of mine posted, uh, sent me the other day a Reagan quote, one of the famous ones. What was the line that you came up with for Reagan in the 80s, in the 1980? The, the... Well, I, well I, the main one was, are you better off now than you were four years ago? That's, I mean, I, that's, that's insane that you came <laughs> up with. That's, I I mean, that, that, the main one. That's the most, that's one of the most I famous know. ones. I know, and he came up, I told you, his, uh, one of his uh, men came up to me after the event I think it was a Bel Air Republican Women's Club, and asked me if I wanted to be a speechwriter for him. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm already committed to Mr. Bush because my parents have been friends with the Bushes forever. But uh, I obviously made a mistake there. No, I, well, no, I mean, you don't end up in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you know, you it would have been obviously extremely cool to be Reagan's uh, speechwriter, but... Uh, Ferris is better. Fer Ferris is <laughs> Fer 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 Ferris is a little better. And on that note, I want to thank everybody that's been uh, listening tonight. I want to thank everybody that's going to be listening to the podcast. Um, it means a lot to us. Uh, it really does. Um, and remember to sign up for Ben's email, benstein.substack.com. But you could also find Ben Boychek, who is the managing editor of amgreatness.com. The piece should be up by now if you said 30 minutes ago. So that's it's American greatness. Please go there, read the stuff, support Julie Kelly, support American greatness. Also support spectator.org who Ben writes for, but you could also, um, and have Julie Kelly go on rock and Rob show. I think it would be perfect. Um, perfect symmetry. Um, you could hear Rob Kendall streaming every day, nine to noon. Oh, I want to be on again. I want to be on again. I, I love that square, that circle in downtown Indianapolis with a statue, statue that represented various important events in the Civil War. And right near it, on that circle, there was an ice cream place that had some of the best chocolate milkshakes I've ever had. I don't know if it's still there. The, ch the chocolate shop, it's still there. And I'm excited to rent a room from future Lieutenant Governor of California, Ben Stein. And you know, Ben, you should write a book of famous places you've been, but the reason you remember them is because of the food that you ate there. <laughs> I should, I yeah. should, but I'm, but, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm busily working on my. Now, book. after the Nixon book, I think that would be just really, really a fun read. You, you remember uh, the place in Indianapolis because they have the best malted shakes. Yeah. 
Not malt and chocolate, just chocolate. Chocolate shakes. Um, Rob, everybody could hear you from 9th and noon, 93.1. Bam! WIBC, Rob Kendall is the president of Conservative Talk Radio. We will see you Saturday night. Remember, AM Greatness, spectator.org, 93.1 WIBC. Ben Stein, please take us out. Go down, Moses. Go way down in Egypt land. Tell old Pharaoh, tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. When Israel was in Egypt land, let my people go. Oppressed so hard they could not stand, let my people go. Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt land. Tell old Pharaoh, tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. I got to tell you something. I never like to say something after the song, but that's the most brilliant song for what we're going through right now, Ben Stein. That's why I said it. It's absolutely brilliant and spot on. And um, we we are enslaved and we got to be let go. Well, we're not going to be. We're not enslaved. We're going to have about to have some incredibly delicious French toast that I will make with these hands. Giddy up. Enjoy. For my wife. Who's a saint. Enjoy. We will see you. Saturday night. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.